Hello there, I'm Alda Ferreira and you're listening to the English Sabbath School podcast, English and the Bible, Information and Transformation. Hello, hello, dear friends. I'm Mo Sena for the English Sabbath School podcast. Lesson 8 for Sunday. I said Sunday, August 14th. Yes. No, no, Pastor Antal, it's not Augusti. <laughs> no, no. Pay attention to the pronunciation. Listen and repeat. August. August. Very good. August 14th. Today's title, Our Father's Extravagance. Ooh, fantastic. Do you have an extravagant father? According to the lesson, we do. Our Heavenly Father. How is he extravagant? Let us see. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, oh, how much you have loved us. As the Bible plainly states, for God so loved the world, so loved Mo, so loved Dilma, Zildo, Zilda, Carlos, Carmen, Peter and John, and each one of us so loved us that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In this Father, so extravagant, we trust and we praise you and pray for you in Jesus' name. Amen. The lesson starts with the following. If God really loved me, he would certainly do pum, 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 for me. Is it? If God really loved me, he would, would certainly do whatever I'm asking for me. Hmm. I wonder how many times that thought has flickered through our minds. We look at our circumstances and then begin to wonder whether God really loves us, because if He really did, things would be different, we think. There are two rationales that often lead us to doubt God's goodness. First, when we have a burning desire in our hearts and minds for something that we believe is good, the idea that God might want something different for us may seem ridiculous. <laughs> Second, we may doubt God's goodness because our experience clashes with what we believe. If something looks good or feels good or sounds good or tastes good, then it must be excellent, Fabio. It must be good, right? And so, huh, we get angry with God when we can't have it. Oh, mercy, Lord. This is where faith comes into play. Faith comes into action precisely at those times we are tempted to doubt God and His goodness. Oh, merciful Savior. Now, we are invited to read Romans 8, 28-39. It says it is a powerful passage that describes the goodness of God toward us. What reasons can you find in the text that can guard our minds against doubting God's goodness? Yes. And for those of you learning English as a second or foreign language, remember the pronunciation of the verb to guard or the noun guard. So even though um, it is with G-U, it's a hard G and you don't pronounce the U basically. So it's guard. Guard, not guardi, guardi. Guardi is in another language. I don't know what language it is, but it's not English. So, guard. So, what reasons can we find in the text that can guard our minds against doubting 
God's goodness. Yes, English has a lot of silent letters, my friends. What can I do about it? Yeah. And one of them is the letter U in guard. So, <laughs> but here we have Romans 8, 28 through, uh, 28 through 39. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the New International Version. But please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. I have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be transformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. <sighs> Isn't it amazing, my friends? Oh, what a text that we had here. No doubt it's powerful, powerful, I said. Now, Think about this text, right? What reasons can you find in this text that protect us against doubting? Hmm. In Romans 8:32, there is an important piece of logic that is extremely helpful in guarding us from becoming overwhelmed by our circumstances. The author chose a quote from the message that is a paraphrase. It says the following. If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? The message. The NIV, that is not a paraphrase, it's a translation. It says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Oh, such a wonderful, extravagant father, isn't he? How could we possibly think huh, that God would send Jesus to die for us and then turn mean and stingy? Yes, yes. And I was talking to another student this morning and... Um, not this morning, last week. And uh, the, the student was saying about it that uh, he doesn't like the idea that God tests us, is testing us. But he tells us, God tells us, test me if I will not open the doors of heaven. So uh, trust and test the Lord. 
He will do what he promised in his word. Yeah, he will. Now, the lesson continues. Oh, and I, I think this is important what the lesson said. The previous question that was, how could we possibly think that God would send Jesus to die for us and then turn, then become mean and stingy? This means that the truth of God's generosity to us seen in the death of Christ, oh, the cross, must have a stronger impact in our thinking than all of the doubts that the crucible may generate inside us. Yes, that's true. What did you say, Isaiah? You asked about the pronunciation of what word? Doubt. Okay, so we spell it D-O-U-B-T, doubt, right? But the B is silent. In English, as I mentioned before, And in different episodes, by the way, it, uh, ma there are many silent letters. That's why it is important for us to look up, uh, listen to the pronunciation and look up in the dictionary how it is pronounced because a dictionary always gives us the phonetic way. And then if you get those sounds right, you're going to see that the B is silent. So you say just doubt. Very good. Yeah, uh, yes, Camilla, you can say doubity. Yes, you can, but nobody will understand you, but that's okay, you can. <laughs> All right, focus, Mo, focus. So, do you have any doubts? All right. How is it possible? That's the final question. How is it possible for a truth? What, what truth? God's goodness to have a more powerful effect on you than your doubts. Spend some time meditating on the truth that God has given Jesus to die in your place and that this incredible generosity continues in a thousand different ways for you today. What does this do for your faith? Oh, what an amazing lesson this week, wasn't it? Yes, my friends, and follow the suggestion that the, the lesson is given. Spend some time meditating on the truth, you know. Don't rush, oh, finish the lesson, let me go do something else. Spend some time, uh, I, I hesitate on giving minutes, but five, ten, fifteen minutes, whatever you feel comfortable and you can afford to, but meditate about it. What does it mean, the giving of Jesus as a sacrifice for us, representing that God is willing to do everything for you and for me? Oh, shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, oh, we thank you so much for your presence with us. And through Jesus Christ coming to save us, suffering the death that we deserved for our love, for our sake. Oh, Father, help us to trust in you. Help us to believe, really, with all our heart, with all our strength, to believe that you will do everything necessary for our salvation and you will never let us down. Give us the grace and the strength to not let you down as well. By Christ's name, we thank you and praise you. Amen. Well, this is lesson eight, my friends, for Sunday. Beautiful lesson, August 14th. Go forth and preach the gospel. If necessary, use any words, as I usually say at the end of our Sabbath school live at five. My friends, may you have a blessed day today. And if you want to get in touch with us, yes, shout, give us a shout out. Yeah, talk to us, get in touch with us. You can find us on WhatsApp, Telegram, um, Uh, Facebook 
and also on Instagram. So there are many ways. Give us a shout out. And also tell your friends about our podcast, which is available on any podcast platform. Thank you, my friends, for listening, for sharing, and for praying with us. And yes, for us.